We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Bill 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out. Randolph Children. DJ Khaled. You know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands brought up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Tasker. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Field the 68. After that. It was the first night of the college basketball season where we got a game that everybody, not just college basketball fans, got excited about. It was the first night of the college basketball season where we had a marquee matchup between two ranked teams, Arizona and Duke, Cameron Indoor Stadium. The Wildcats pulled it off, 78-73. Uh, behind five players in double figures, field of 68. We were live courtside for the game. Jeff Goodman, Randolph Childress, my name is Rob Doster. And I got to tell you guys, there was a lot of hype heading into this. I was anticipating this game as much as any game that I've anticipated uh, doing this for the field of 68. Uh, maybe it's because of the offseason. Maybe it was because of Duke. Maybe it's because of Caleb Love's return to Durham. Uh, but I think it lived up to the hype and more. Randolph, I don't think that we could have asked for a better, more exciting game on a night that had a lot of great college basketball. Some of it is still happening, by the way. You might want to check out a Final Four team that is currently losing uh, up in Provo, Utah. But uh, tonight, I think this game lived up to the hype and more, and I don't think you can say much more about it than that. We wanted a good game, and that's what we got. You know, hard-fought game, went down to the end, last possession. I know you look at the score, it's a five-point game, but – that's just Duke throwing it up, trying to get a Hail Mary pass to get a three off. But, man, credit to Arizona. I'm more impressed with, with Arizona than, than I was even Duke, more of a, you know, than Duke being disappointed than them. I, I thought Arizona came in and, and, and won this game and showed that they're a team that's going to be a force all year long. Yeah, they're just different than they've been, you know, because they're, they're athletic. They guard. They guard. Like, that's the one thing that, they guard. again, I think Tommy Lloyd looked at their loss against Princeton and even their season last year and said, like, all right, we, we can't win at the highest level this way. we got to have some dogs. And, and, and they showed tonight they got some dogs. He was quick to emphasize that. Thank you. Cool. Keep cool. Me, he, he wouldn't need to take care of me. Yeah, I, got I, I got you. I don't have the fashion sense to know what was wrong right there. I just thought you were trying to look cool by popping your collar. You know, it's funny. That, that became – we thought that was the reputation of Arizona, though. Just yeah. pace, offense, and then they were anything. They are that, but now they're tough. Yeah, they isn't defend. that funny? Because you're right. You that, thought Tommy Lloyd would keep going with this, yeah. and he's adding international guys still. So yeah. you thought, like, all right, it's not going to change. No. But it's the blend now. Yeah. And really, the international guys are, are kind of the, the supplementary pieces right now. I mean, all all their top players, for the most part tonight, weren't weren't the imports. They were the, they were the transfers. They were the older dudes. They were the men. And Kyle Boswell was awesome. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to Kylan Boswell. We got a lot to talk. We talked with him after the game. That's a little tease. What we in the business like to call a tease. How about that one, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, job. but I I think that it was <laughs> it was very clear to me watching that performance that toughness, athleticism, physicality, 
the ability to be switchable was something that Tommy Lloyd really emphasized. Because if you look at what they were last year, right, as it was Tubelis at the four, Kirk Kreese at the one, like you kind of had to play straight up. You didn't really have other options. Kashad Johnson, 14 points, eight boards, two huge buckets down the stretch. Like that kind of play is not something that you would have saw from Arizona last year. You look at what Jaden Bradley brought, right? You look at Kylan Boswell, what he brought, even Caleb Love. Like, we'll have a lot to talk about with him, but I thought on the defensive end, like, he didn't play a great game offensively, but they had to have him out there. He played 30 minutes for a reason because of what he did defensively. I, I just – I think it was a very targeted plan by Tommy this offseason. They got versatile pieces on the defensive end. They were switchable. They're physical. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the – Biggest thing that jumped out is when Balo's in the game, he controls the paint. But from a physical standpoint, I thought they mangled the Duke guards. Mm -hmm. the, on the dribble handoffs, trying to get over ball screens, they just physically, there was a, just a massive difference in the physicality of, of the backcourt. Well, think about it too. Last year, having Balo and Tubelis together yeah. defensively. It's a liability. It's a liability. It's a liability. Right. You don't have that anymore because, like you said, you have the only guy you have is, is Balo who obviously, you know, you can't switch on everything. But for the most part, everybody else is big, strong, like even Caleb Love. You could switch him on other dudes. Yeah. He's 6'2". It doesn't matter. He's so strong. And, again, I talked to him after the game tonight, and we talked about his defense. And he said, like, I, I, I know I have to. I know that's something I had to do, and I didn't do it well last year. Yeah, and, and the thing about him that really, really impressed me, and we heard this all offseason, right, but, like, it's offseason chatter, was he was passive. Like, he wasn't – you would think, like, the Caleb Love that, that we knew the last two years in North Carolina walks back in this building. He's trying to get 30, right? He's trying to go win that game himself. I don't think he took his first shot until, like, there were 13 minutes left in the first half. You can tell he was conscious about letting the game come to him. But mm -hmm. That was just – he turned down sh shots Maybe that he would have forced. Maybe yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit – you can tell he was conservative, turned down. Almost just one like more, one more. listening to all the criticism and saying, yeah. like, no, no, I'm going to show people that yeah. I can make my teammates better. Yeah. And, and I think he's got to find that balance. And I think he will. I mean, he got his looks. He's, he's still going to get his shot attempts. Yeah. I think he'll lead this team in scoring. They'll, they'll have moments. They'll need him to be able to have those moments, but they could have five guys in double figures. They did. They did. They could they have did. five. I mean, at the oh, end, yeah. Of, average, oh, yeah. At yeah. The no end of the year, no they could have five guys no in double figures. No like, question. The unsung hero in, in in some ways to me, we haven't mentioned him yet, is Pella Larson. Yeah. Made every right play. He did. Made every right play. Made a huge three. Moves the ball. Defends. He knows He's what just he is. A great, yeah, like he knows what he is. I, I think a lot of the guys I, in I the think Buddy, on this, they, they yeah. all do right like that's the thing Which about is it is they kind of they're, they're all kind of yeah they're all kind of yeah. bought into what yeah. their role is supposed to be and to me the thing that really stood out was they go eight deep legitimately eight deep like kj lewis came in and played 14 good. minutes off the bench yeah. did some good things uh your 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 guy the big fella crevis yeah. came in he missed a bunch of layups and a bunch of bunnies but like Whatever. he was big he and fought, seven man. one got he a bunch fought. of offensive rebounds was yep. He made the impact yeah. that the Duke guys didn't inside. Jaden Bradley was, I thought, he missed a couple free throws, and he didn't really shoot the ball well. But what he provided he's on the not, defensive he's end. He's not going to shoot That's the not ball what ball. he does. But yeah. His, his but man, defense. How he, quick did he go to from, from grabbing the ball off the rim? He put so much pressure. He put so yeah. much pressure on your defense. Yeah. And that's what he does, kicking out to his shooters. And, and, and he knows it. Again, they know their role, and they're accepting of their roles. And they don't have a lot of, like, the same. You know no, what I mean? Everybody brings they don't have – yeah, they're all a little bit different. I, I like them. I mean, yeah. and again, listen, the biggest thing, we talked about all their guys, they're, they're, they got some MFers there. Mm -hmm. They got some guys – I mean, you don't come in and win at Cameron, you know, where – I'll give you the numbers here. Coach K, 572 and 76 in his career at, at Cameron. That's 88% of the games. That doesn't – that's not even non-conference. So non-conference, my guess is Coach K was like 96%. 97%. Well, he didn't play this games like this. First loss. Right. Yeah, but he didn't yeah. he didn't play games like this. And no, and no. I think that that's well, – we'll, we'll expand on this more later. But I think it's an important point to make that, like, this loss is not going to hurt Duke at all. I love – Right? I, you wonder how Shire feels right now. Like, what, how do you think he's, he's feeling after this one? I think he's probably happy about it in some aspect. Yeah. Because I think the things that concerned him about his team was his guards rebounding. They didn't tonight. And they gave him all the ammunition he needed because he was like, hey, if we're going to play this small ball lineup, you guys got to rebound. And he's tinkering it and, and they, from playing Filipowski at the four and then going big and then keeping him at the five. Yeah. 
they were out rebounded by 14 in the first half and gave up 11 offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. That that's that's tough to sustain that's that's against brutal. a team like that. In the first half, they actually out rebounded Arizona in the second half and cut the deficit to maybe 11 to 12. Do you know who the biggest, uh, the, the 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 first member of the Tyrese Proctor fan club? That was, was me. The president. It was me. It was, <laughs> it was me. Right away. Yeah. Season ended. All right. So I want to ask you. Yeah. How concerned are you now? Watching him in person, it was a no-show game for Tyrese Proctor. I, I don't, I, I don't think it was. I think no-show is too harsh, Ooh, right? I, I think, know. I think no-show is a little too harsh. I think what happened was he yeah. got a he got a pretty serious wake-up call in terms of what you need to be in order to play at this level, right? Because we kind of got that a little bit with Tennessee last year, right? Like the the thing that happened with them in the tournament was they ran into a team that was tougher and more physical. And what we all kind of assumed was like, okay, you're going to go in the offseason. Tyrese Proctor is going to hit the weight room. He's going to, you know, pack on a couple pounds. He's going to hit the squat rack. He's going to hit the bench. And he's going to be able to handle that better as a sophomore. And he didn't really do that. Like, that's – to me, that's the, the concerning you don't, you part. You think a no-show is fair? And, again, I, I, I love Proctor. I, I think I'm it's – I think it's – I think No, no, no. I, the criticism's fair because I thought he spent way too much time on the perimeter for a 6'5 guard. Mm-hmm. Right. He spins weight. He, he's he, he got to get downhill, yeah. get in the paint. He's too big. He's a six five guard, and tonight he played like a six well, foot guard. Kyle here's, Boswell's how tall? Yeah, here's, how tall here's, is here's what I'll say. Good man. Here's that what dude I'll, lived in the lane. He did. He did. Here's here's and what I'll say about that. I, I as you guys are right about what Tyrese Proctor did and the way the Duke played, but I don't think that this was a Duke thing. I think this was. An Arizona thing. Arizona went in there. It's not like Duke gave the their game intensity away. But and their toughness. But I don't know Proctor if you can didn't do that. I don't know if he can. That's the, that's the point that I'm making. Is that like he has got, to? He has to be, or he can't be on people's All American list if he's right. not going to step up. You're right. At home, yeah. no, no, he's got to be more aggressive, and he more assertive. And he didn't, he's, he just spent he just spent way too much time on the perimeter. Floating, just floating, just kind of. It's almost like if he he's a quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He he's not. He, he didn't try to make anything. He right. just he just came off. He just reversed the ball. He swung the ball. And we're talking about a guy who's a first round draft pick. Who we're saying who's right. is Rob, a first he, team All American. He looked he looked like a freshman. He he and played he like yes he did he did he did, he did. He did. and he did. and I know people are gonna say but he reclassified like he yeah should but be he had a freshman. You know who else did? Yeah, Kylan Boswell. Kylan Boswell. Listen, my my point about Arizona. Winning it is I, I I just I was very very impressed with yes. them. I was more impressed with Arizona yes. than I was than I was worried about Duke because like I think Tyrese Proctor will figure oh, it, it out. Jeremy Roach made big shots. Philip Pilski was awesome, but I I was very very impressed with Arizona. We were able to hear from Arizona's head coach Tommy Lloyd after the game. We caught up with him uh, and we were able to talk with him about what he did during the offseason to be able to get this out of his program. All right, Tommy, you come into Cameron, second game of the year, and you get a win. What does this mean? You know, again, the way you got it to toughness, you know, Boswell, all your guys produced tonight. What, what did it mean for you? Well, we got some dogs, and it means a lot for me, you know. I mean, you know, win or lose, there's no trophy today, and, and, it, and it honestly probably won't really impact your overall season that much. But to come here and, and have your guys – understand if we hang with it and believe in each other we can get this type of win I think it'll help us really take the next step and kind of build some more conviction for some of the things we value I thought Boswell might have been the best player on the court tonight overall everything he did toughness control made shots when he needed to set guys up yeah. just how much is his impact in terms of from a year ago to now well but there's a reason I asked him to come early because I believe in him and and I and I felt like for him to maximize this year we needed to build a foundation the year before. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit old school, but uh, but I really think that helps kids. And so I'm really proud of him. I mean, Kylan's a great kid. I feel like a lot of our guys had really good moments tonight. I mean, I feel like all eight guys that played had, like, really cool moments. So I, I, I'm excited. I, I love this group of dudes. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to get on the plane, get home, and get back to practice. This game, you guys set it up. You and Shire are, are, are buddies. You know, I've talked all week about how, honestly, yeah. there haven't been a lot of great games. And this one, in this atmosphere, is different, too, yeah. from a neutral game. How much do you think coaches need to step up and play these type well, of games? listen, I'm not going to tell any coach how to schedule, obviously. But for my, the game, yeah, for but, college yeah, basketball. Right. But, but, but my mentor, 
Mark Few, look how he schedules. So that's what I know. And and they they your players love playing in these games. And and we're not scared of anything or anybody. So, you know, we're not scared of losing because it's part of the deal. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish more people played these type of games. And I'm sure the next few, few weeks we'll have more. But, um, yeah, but, hey, you know, also, it's, scheduling's not easy. I'll, I'll say that, too. Did, did you hear the uh, the Duke, the Cameron Crazies yelling safety school after the game? I got offended. Yeah, well, yeah, well, did they know you graduated from there? I know. They should that, see. That, that I mean, not, I worked for that for that degree. That it took me almost six years. That does not help our academic integrity <laughs> that you went there. No, no. We're like, like, like literally like, yeah. I mean, I was going to fight them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Hey, I'm just glad to have you back on our side. No, it's good to see you. Congrats. Right, Congrats. One, I didn't think it was too bad. Tommy Lloyd was a happy man after this game tonight. I think you guys – we, we gave them credit already, but I think you really have to give them props, not just for winning the game, but actually being willing to play the game, yeah. fly across the country on a Friday uh, and and walk into this building, this arena, this atmosphere, which was, by the way, like, un I forgot how loud this building gets. There were points in time when I was like, I might be going deaf here sitting on the <laughs> sideline. Uh, Goodman, as he's sitting on that private jet right now, as he's sipping on uh, – the PBRs, we may or may not see them walk out of the, the locker room with. How do you think he's feeling? No, really good. Really good. He's having a few beers right now on the private plane. He he says all the right things, but, man, he's feeling good. Anytime you can go into Cameron and beat Duke, mm -hmm. come on. You're telling me. Randolph, you know what that feels like, right? I've won here a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make sure to let Grant Hill know that tonight when I saw That's him, too. I'm saying. Like, you know that feeling. You know yeah, that feeling. Yeah. What is it like when you when you walk out of this building with a win? You know this team will be in a tournament. They'll they have the talent. They're as talented as any team in the country. And you went on the road. You took your team in the second game of the year on the road and won in this environment. I, I, the confidence that it's going to give this group. I, there's not a game on this schedule that they're going to walk into and have any doubt that they can win. That's what it does. And one of the reasons for that is Kylan Boswell. Coming up next, we're going to hear from the guy that Jeff Goodman has called the toughest MFR that he's seen so far this season. College basketball season kicks off this week, and there is no better way to get prepared for the wild finishes, the bad beats, and the total unpredictability of the sport that we all love than by purchasing access to the Almanac, a project that we at the Field of 68 partnered on with Three Man Weave, Heat Check CBB, and Verbal Commits. Unlike last season, the Almanac is no longer a PDF. Rather, it is a website that features more than 1,500 words on each and every one of the 362 Division I teams in college basketball. We wrote more than 800,000 words in total. We spoke to every single Division I head coach to get a feel for the rosters, the rotation, the projected starter lineups, and what they think their team is going to look like this year. For everyone, from the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, they deserve to be covered like they matter. And over at the Almanac, that is precisely what we do. Access costs just $19.99 for the year and can be purchased at the link in the description below. And now, back to our show. Welcome back. Field of 68 After Dark live from Cameron Indoor Stadium where we just watched Arizona beat Duke 78-73. to Jeff, Kylan Boswell, 12 points, yeah. eight boards, five assists, two steals, a block in there for good measure, four for seven from the floor. And uh, I don't know if this is an actually uh, an actual stat that they kept, but I would say 99% of the decisions that he made tonight were the right decision. He made one bad one. He took a, an errant early three, three in the shot clock, and he went right over to Tommy Love and was like, my yep. bad, my bad. He's a leader. You can see it right away. He is a leader. He is the leader of this team because you want, I think you want to know how all, you know? You see the guys, how they, they react to him. They all know he's an MFR. Mm -hmm. They see it. We see it. The dude's diving on the floor like he was doing everything tonight. Like, I, I just, again, to me, he sets the tone for this team. And again, you, you look at this Arizona program under Tommy Lloyd, and it's like, all right, well, they're going to be like, you know, Gonzaga South, right? They're going to be this skilled team that's soft, that we're going to be able to beat them up. Well, you, you ain't going to be able to beat this team up. You're not no gonna, way. You can't beat them up. They're, they're too tough. They, they got big guards. I mean, that, big that, forwards. Just, I mean, they're just, they're just they got big everything. They're physically imposing right. when you walk out there and see yes. them. I mean, they're, like they're Boswell looks yes. like what? 
grown men. But literally, their roster, their starting group. He looks like he should be an outside linebacker for the right. Arizona football team. He Unreal. is built. Yeah, I know. Like, you don't realize it until you walk next Correct. to him and you're like, that dude is wider than me. I'm not small. We, like you said, we, we hopped on it. Arizona in the past was just this offense, free, free flowing, and pace. We saw that. And then now, this team now, with, with, with Johnson and these guys and Boswell, they're, they're, they're physical, they defend, and they're tough. You know what my favorite thing that they did was? That there was this little tweak that they threw at it. Whenever Ryan Young was in the game and he would catch the ball at the top of the key, they would drop whoever yeah. was guarding him you right in front of the rim. And they would face guard everybody else on the floor, and they said, "Yeah, good luck, Ryan. Go make a play." And they were, do, and they were go blowing something. up the dribble handoffs, and the guards were just struggling to get the ball. I mean, they were physically—that's the first thing I wrote down. I just thought, like, hey, they're physically mangling the guards. Mm -hmm. And again, like McCain's going to get better. Let's face it; like Jared McCain's talented. He's going to get better. He's in his second game, game of his college career. He's going up against guards. Who have played a lot of I mean Caleb Love's played a well, that, ton the, of that's the thing about Kyle and Boswell is that he's he is, he is yeah. he's yeah. basically the same age as Jared McCain. And uh when you when you speak yeah. to him as Jeff did after the game tonight, you probably wouldn't be able to tell just how uh how how young he actually is. We were able to catch up with Kylan Boswell uh just this evening. Good teaser up. All right, Kyle, you come into Cameron Indoor Stadium and come away with a victory. Not too many teams do that. What was it that you were able to pull this off? I think it was just all of us as a team. You know, we were very focused on this game. We came with a great preparation plan. Our coaches put a plan installed for us. I feel like we executed perfection, and we just took care of business. So I feel like everybody was talking about Tyrese Proctor coming into this game. Did, did you take this personally a little bit? This game was definitely um, personal for me. I know I just let the media and people, how they feel, let them talk. They talk. This guy in the gym worked, and I was just getting mentally prepared for this game. Um, very excited. Like I said, our team executed our coach's plan of perfection. What did this show about your toughness? Because I think, again, for you, for some of the other Arizona players, you know, West Coast, Pac-12. Yeah. I know you're not going to be in the Pac-12 for much longer, yeah. but, you know, you hear it soft, right? Yeah. Did you want to show that tonight a little bit? Definitely want to change the narrative of how we are, you know, become. Um, technically, I'm not from the, the West Coast, but I played with West Coast basketball for the last, like, four years, so I can I can claim a part of that for me. Um, but, yeah, definitely there's there's some dogs out there. Uh, I definitely came out. I feel like I came out here and showed that part of the game. All right. Thanks, Scott. Congrats. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. That was Kylan Boswell, who had as big of an impact, I would think, as anybody on Jeremy Kane's off night, I think you would say. Tyrese Proctor's off night, as we discussed. Um, I thought Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski were both they were good. both terrific tonight. And they should be. They were mm -hmm. the kind of, they're the veterans, mm -hmm. so to speak. So let, let me let me ask you this. We we came into the season with the almanac as Duke, the preseason number one team in college yeah. basketball. As we sit here today, having seen them just lose on their home floor, 
how worried are you about where they are, what they are, and who they will be in March? I mean, listen, I'm worried because I don't think and, – and, again, seeing it in person is different. I'm worried because they don't have a lot of, like, physicality, a lot of – they don't have a lot up front other than – Filipowski's at his best when he's at the four. Let's face it. That's what he is. He's a four. He's well, not I, really a five, right? They need another big with him, and it's not Ryan Young. You know, they need a big that – like like a Umar Balo type where Flip can go out playing the perimeter a little bit more. Now, he can do it offensively, but they just don't have that that other dude up front. I think they're missing one guy up front. I think McCain is going to – he's going to be there. I'm not worried about him. Proctor is going to get better. Like, this this is an off night for Tyrese Proctor. This isn't going to be the norm. So, I, I, I think – you hope. Yeah, you I hope, think we right? saw, like, Proctor's, like, D performance, and, and, and he's going to end up being an A-B guard. Um Roach is what he is. Like, I think that's going to be Jeremy Roach. But I, I think, again, can you get McCain and Foster? Those are going to be – and Mitchell was great early. He was so good early setting the tone. And then I think, you know, again, he's not going to give you a ton of well, offense. What, what happened was, and I think it was a really smart decision by Tommy, and it was part of what I was mentioning with Ryan Young at the top, is that they, they, they forced Mark Mitchell to be a decision maker and to try to be a playmaker, and they dared him to make shots, and he kind of fell into the trap a little bit. Like, one of the things that happened down the stretch was um, I thought Duke played much, much better in the second half. I thought that you can make the argument they were probably the better team in the second half. Jeremy Roach made a bunch of big shots. Kyle Filipowski made a bunch of big shots. But every time you got to that one big critical possession, there was like a Kyle Filipowski, like he backed someone down and threw up a bad shot over his shoulder. There was the three Mark Mitchell took at the top of the key. There was one where the Mark crowd Mitchell, never exploded. Yeah, and was, they never got the crowd to explode. Yeah, they once. never had that they moment where they took they that lead, right? And you were like, okay, now they've gotten over the hump. And part of that is credit to Arizona's defense. Part of that is, I would say, the issue that we've had with Tyrese Proctor and, and some of his decision-making and his ability to get them into offense. And part of that is RC. I think the biggest issue with this team long term is the four spot. What do you do with Filipowski? What do you do with Mark Mitchell? Is Phil is, is Mitchell big enough to kind of be like a five defensively? I, I think you can. I, I was going to say I think Mitchell's physical enough that you can get away with line, matching him up on some fives. I think he's he's strong enough and athletic, athletic enough. They need his toughness defensively because he is the best defender on this team. Part of Duke's problem is they got this free-flowing offense now with these three guards. Five of their first six shots tonight were threes. Mm -hmm. And they're playing outside in. And then, and then with those three guards, if you're starting three-point guards, dribble penetration. Put pressure on the rim. That's my – you know last year when, when – during the year when Kansas struggled, we should talk about Dewan Harris and say, hey, you're not even trying to score. That's what Tyrese Proctor looked like to me. Now, he, he had shown some aggressiveness before. Then he gets in this game and he he just went into that, hey, I just got to be the quarterback of this thing. He needs to be more aggressive if Duke's going to take the next step. He, he they, they don't need him just to be the quarterback. There's a little, I don't want to, like, too, too cool for school feels like the wrong way to phrase it, but there's a little bit of, like, passivity with him where it's yeah. kind of like you want him to be a little bit more aggressive. You know what I mean? You know what he looks like, and I, and I, and I don't know this to be true. I'm just, I mean, as far as in his past. When I watch him play, he looks like a guy that I say he is making the transition to a point guard. Like, I wonder if he grew up playing a point guard because he's a big guard. He's 6'5". He's always a big guard. Yeah, I and and, and I wonder that. because right. Tonight, he got, you didn't he, see any But, but when the coach is asking you, Shire's asking him to be more aggressive. He's telling this kid, be aggressive. Go score. Go shoot. He's, he's asking him to be this way. And he looks like a guy that just – I don't know if he's come up being a point guard or not or if he just thinks that's – but he's for a guy of his size and his ability, he just spends way too much time outside the three-point line for a six-five guard. Like he, he, he's athletic enough to get up there, finish at the rim. He should live in the paint at his size. And and if he's not going to do that, then his team is going to struggle. They need him to be that next guy. Mm -hmm. Well, if he can drive and kick too. You're getting those guys open threes. Yeah, freshman. You know, instead of having to take contested threes. They need it because he, he can make it easier for everybody. They need him to be aggressive because now Mitchell will get offensive tip-ins or, or backdoor cuts 
Filipowski gets some bunnies. Roach can get some threes. McCain can get a three early in there. He has to live in the paint. The, the concern that I have with that is I feel like he is a guy since he's 6'5". Like, he's not the quickest dude in the world. Like, he kind of gets by a little bit on, like, I understand how to use my body. I understand how to use my strength. I understand how to use change of pace. And he ran into a team with a bunch of guards that were stronger than him that could climb up underneath him and kind of took away, the like, what he does best. And if he's not going to be able to, like, do, like – they really Airports get up in him that much, though? I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it was. I don't think I, they I, got I, up in him that much. I think he was just passive. I think he's just passive. I right. think. He, I think no, he's just. Com- I think it's a combination yeah. of both. But like he couldn't. He couldn't do what he does best against guys that were. But a I don't bit think he tried. So let me let me ask you guys. I think this. he has the ability to do it. Yeah. Let me let me ask you guys this. This performance, did it change what you think Duke ceiling can be? Have you changed your opinion of no, what they not are at all this season? Zero. They're still the most talented yeah, team. This, this is still the most talented roster mm-hmm. in college basketball. I, I, it, it's just they play so many different ways. And we talked about it. With this three-guard lineup, like tonight, Shire said this before, if we're going to win, we got a rebound. Boswell got eight rebounds. McCain, Roach, and Proctor combined for eight rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got out-rebounded by 14. So yeah, and then if you, so if you're not scoring, like for example, Parker was three for nine, one of six for three. You're not scoring. What are you doing? You know. And then yeah. the small. And, and you're it, putting it, too much pressure on Philip House. You're putting way rebound, too much on Philip Pearson and Mitchell and everything right. else. It's it's the guards got a rebound, and then Proctor just needs to be more aggressive offensively, just putting pressure on the rim. He's going to draw fouls and create opportunities for other guys. So coming up next for Duke is Michigan State and Champions Classic. Michigan State has some of their own issues. Uh, heading into the season. That was the matchup that everybody kind of had circled, and it's like yeah. all of a sudden, you know what? Maybe the early are... game or the late game? Early? I, I don't I don't I remember. remember. But it was a top-five matchup. I think it's the early I think It's, it's not going to be a top-five matchup anymore? It's an undercard. Yeah. It's a clear undercard right now. <laughs> <laughs> so who who wins? Give me a prediction. Who wins? Oh, uh, boy. Well, I mean, you know what? Let me, it now. Let, me, let me phrase it better. Game. Who yeah. Who is this game more important for, Duke or Michigan State? Probably Michigan State with the way they've shot the ball lately. Like, if they shoot it bad again, they're two for I mean, 31. imagine if they go, like, one for 15 again. RC, RC. going to go out of his mind. They were, they were third nationally what, in all 20? of college basketball. Third nationally in all of college basketball they're last like season in three-point shooting. They? They they're three? two for 31. They are the first team in 15 years, first division one team, to go two for 31 in the first two games. And we Be thought they were, bad. like, a good shooting team. They were third of the country last I mean, year. And they returned almost everybody. I'll push back I'm and say happy. this, that it's equally as effective game against Duke psychologically because you're going against another physical high major, yeah. High yeah. major team yeah. experience. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Well, experience. No, I, I think experience it's even. Wise. I think I, it's I, I do. Both, both teams needs it. Like, whoever loses needs. that is in trouble. The sky is going to be falling. Yes. I, we're going to have so many clickbait headlines yes. on the field of 68. The, sky, the season yes. is whoever over. Loses it, Cancel it. This is over. According Good, to our Jeff, no. Jeff Goodman, <laughs> Jeff Goodman is going to put Tom Izzo on the hot seat right. if Michigan State loses. Oh, man. That's going to be tough. Duke We're going to bring K back. If, she, if Shire loses, <laughs> we're bringing him out of retirement. So Duke got all of the hype this preseason, right? But we forgot about the team that won six of the last ten ACC regular season title. Coming up next, I'm going to ask these guys, is Virginia the ACC favorite again? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When crossing state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Sean Badula can't be your best friend. No. Welcome back to the Field of 68 live from Cameron Indoor Stadium. Uh, Jeff Goodman, Randolph Childress, Rob Doster here. Does this hurt you to have to sit here with a backdrop being up? Big Duke emblem. Maybe if Do Duke you want to look won. back at it. No, I'm Duke not won. sure. No, 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 I'm very comfortable here. Okay. All right. He just, just for, I'm going to put, a, I'm gonna put a little behind the scenes here. I'm going to put a little behind the scenes here. When when Randolph walked in, uh, every time he opened a door, he just squirted his hand with hand sanitizer. I, I, I did. That's true. I started scratching. So, <laughs> so the, uh, the other big game of the night in the ACC, Virginia beat Florida in what was – a, a back and forth affair was actually quite entertaining. Uh, had a wild ending that involved Corey Alexander, like maybe or maybe not, calling the officials over to see a replay, and Tony Bennett completely losing his mind on him. I've never seen that, by the way. Tony Bennett was cursing out. Well, I don't know if he was cursing, but he was yelling. He was, he was yelling at Corey Alexander. I believe he was saying, "Just do your Good job. Yeah, just do your job." When Corey Alexander was pretty much doing his job, but. Well. So Virginia beat Florida. Give the background of where Corey played. Virginia. There you go. <laughs> That's probably why yes. Tony was yes. so mad. And credit to Corey. He got it right. Yeah. He, you know, it's a misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding. He was just doing what the rest asked him to do. But um, so Virginia won 73 to 70. They got 18 mm -hmm. points from Blake Buchanan off the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a team that I know you were high on in the preseason, RC. Mm -hmm. I had questions about the way that they were building their program but they i mean they look pretty good that, i don't this is I, not I, a bad floor this is i don't know why Florida anybody team. would question it and i think they're going to be better this year because they're going to be better offensively mm -hmm. they're they're always going to defend they're they're always going to defend and and so now he has better offensive players now when he gets pros look out but they're going to be tough defensively they're always going to control the pace of the game and if they can score 70 plus points like they did tonight they're going to win a lot of games that's not a team you want to play you know, anybody else had this roster? Oh, no. I'd be like, there's no way. They're not making a tournament. They can make the tournament. Can't make tournament. Now it's almost like, again, like Blake Buchanan. I remember him telling me about Blake Buchanan when we, when we, I did the Almanac. And he's like, yeah, I got this big kid from Coeur d'Alene. And like, yeah, he may be good eventually. I don't really know. Like yep. Tony yep. is the ultimate in my team's not that good. Every year. It doesn't matter who he has. I He's the, they are the best at identifying what fits what they're trying to do. And that's just it. He, he just, they get the play. They don't care about the rankings and that get guys that fit into what we're to trying develop, to do. Like the one thing I had a, a long conversation with him at the PGM about this, about, cause I said to him straight out, I'm like, I'm like, Tony, like I could see you pulling a J right soon and retire. Because again, he's not really an NIL guy. No, that'll hurt him. All that. And, uh, and what he said was interesting, which was, like, if I, can't, if I can't retain these guys and get them better, we need guys that stay in our program because, like you're saying, yeah. identify and develop. Develop guys. That's where Virginia gets it done, right? Kyle Guy comes in at 150 pounds. And he, he was pretty good as a freshman, but he was damn good when they won it all. No, I – I think I think Ryan's Dunn was Dunn's going to be the next kid to come out of there, the next right. pro prospect. 
And he waited. That, 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 that he's right. going to wait. He's a sophomore, and he's going to get time. And guys will develop there. I, I think if they stay, the success that That's they had the in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But those That's are the, the guys that they get. They don't get kids coming in there with the thinking I'm one and done. They're well, like, they, hey, I mean, but they what did for a little bit. They did like, like uh, uh, you had to, redeemed. you had to do like that, capitalizing off the national championship right. run. Right. The caliber of kids. Did, did they screw up almost? Not getting kids. I, I think they got a little frustrated with that because then they brought in Abdul Rahim and then he ends up transferring. So they brought right in a lot of high level kids yeah. and then realized, I would say this. I wondered if they didn't enjoy coaching that group of kids as much as some of these kids where they're like, look, yeah. bring your lunch pail. Let's that's go right. to work. That's right. I think that's more their style as opposed to we won a national championship. A lot of kids, ranked kids, pro prospect kids want to come. You take them. It's hard to turn those kids down, but then you get them there and you're like, and then the headache comes with that. And you're like, you know what? Tony's a no nonsense. You got to defend. And he doesn't care what your ranking is. If you don't defend, you can't play for him. Right. right. And, and I think that's what struggles. When I, and we see that with some other teams and, and it doesn't matter with Tony. He's going to have a veteran guy and he's like, I don't care what your ranking is. If you don't defend, you can't play for me. So let's talk about this specific group. Are they... Is there enough there right now to be able to compete at the top of the ACC that has a Duke team that we are still saying is going to be really, really good, that has a North Carolina team that still has quite a bit of talent, that has Clemson, who uh, I don't know if we have a final yet in the, uh, the they, UAB They game. won. They pulled it out they against pulled UAB. It out. Come Huge back, went over win. UAB. A Miami team that nobody is talking about that's just over here steamrolling all these opponents that they're playing right now. It, does Virginia have enough – to, to not just, like, be in the mix at the top, but, like, actually make a run at Rob, the league. They, they have been the best program in the ACC for the <laughs> for last six, seven right. years. Like Six, seven? More, more than More that. winning is it. Yeah, they've been a winning program. Six of the last ten. The record six of the last ten. Six of the last Bennett, ten regular right. season yeah. titles. Tony Bennett over the last ten, ten years. Yeah, they've been the, the best ACC, program in the ACC. And, and I showed you a comparative Coach K's over the same period of time. He's and the Roy best. Williams over the he's, same he's the best. Time. And Bayheim. He's the best. He, he destroyed Bayheim. He, he's the best. He destroyed Roy. He's the best. It's well, amazing. Listen, this is the time where we're going to have to talk about Vaulted. Vaulted is an app that allows you to participate in daily cash prize pools Me? without an entry fee. Yes, you. <laughs> it is a place that you can store your predictions forever. And by using the Vaulted challenge feature, you can prove that you're smarter than your uh, associates. I don't want to say friends. So go download the <laughs> Vaulted app. V the other morons at the table. -E it's, uh, but, while Goodman's not talking over me, it's V-L-T-E-D, the Vaulted app. It's for a free trial. Uh, and challenge your friends, store your predictions, and join daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. Goodman, here's my challenge I, to I you, I don't man. like when you point here's, at me. Here's, yeah. here's my challenge it. to you. Here's my challenge to you. What, didn't your I, mom tell you not to point at me? I am saying that Virginia's going to win the <laughs> ACC regular season title this year. Do you accept my challenge? Yeah, I accept your challenge, and I said, no way in hell. I'm still taking this team. This team that lost tonight uh, at Cameron, I, I think they're going to – they have a much higher upside. And they played a really, really, really good team tonight, too, mm -hmm. by the way. You know, not that Virginia didn't play a good team. They did. But Florida is not Arizona, let's be honest. Virginia will be there in the end. Right. They'll be there in the end. They've always been that way. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's playing on that jersey. They're just going to be there. That's just is what Tony they do. Bennett a top five coach in the country? Is he a top ten coach in the country? I think he's what the most underrated, underappreciated coach in the country. Oh, no, I, I disagree. I think he's properly rated at this point, yeah. right? Like I think I, he got if, hammered if you there get before if you get a list if you get a list of guys because also now we're coming off of last year's upset, right? right. That didn't and then the first thing they do they they, they go back and because yeah, they criticize right, they criticize right. their how they play and the style because no one wants to play against it yeah. and they consistently criticize it and because no one wants to emulate it and that commitment that it takes to do that at a high major level like what other high major power five school plays like virginia nobody none and i and i and i just think that that you know i don't think people appreciate how great of a coach that he is and what he and how he does it because i don't know i'll say this so you talked I don't right know. around my question by the way no no i i'm saying it to you guys i think he's top 10 easily top i five. think he's top five top five now with yeah. with Bayheim and, yeah. and Kay and roy and him gone don't give me these flash in the pan guys. I'm talking about a 10-year resume. Who, my question is, who's better? And again, 
dominated the ACC in the regular season every year. And he's won a ch national championship. So, so my question would be, I, I'm saying one. to you guys, if he isn't number one, who is? Like, who's number one? The guy down in Lawrence. Yeah, I'll give you Bill. I'll give you Bill. I'll give you Bill. I'll give you Bill. But but no, no, I'll say this. Mark Few. No, I'm not giving you a few. I'm not giving you a few. Here's where I stand on it. Here's where I stand on it. And we have a few. All I'm saying is there's some other dudes. But that's my point. Those are the sexier picks. And for the job that he has at UVA, we're comparing a UVA job to Kansas. Like that shouldn't be compared. Here's what I would say: is is what Bill Self has done in his tenure at Kansas. I think makes him. You have to put him number one at this point. He's the and best. Then, and then Izzo's once you, my favorite. And but then once this you guy here is special. Once you get past yeah. Self, I think you can make an argument for about eight or nine different guys. No. And Tony Bennett is one of those no. guys. No. And probably one of the ones. And that he does no. it Listen, different. Yeah. No. Let's 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 yep. talk. We talked about Virginia, the, the place that Tony Bennett's at now. Let's talk about the place that he started, his father started, Wisconsin. They lost tonight to Tennessee at home. Um where I, you know, I want to talk about Tennessee first. I'm making a pivot here. This is what I'm doing. Tennessee scored 80 points tonight against a team in Wisconsin that is known for defense for slowing the ball down. You said, is there another team that plays like Virginia? Wisconsin it's does. Probably Wisconsin. They certainly did. 24 Dalton Connect, JUCO transfer, fifth year guy, went to Northern Colorado and is coming out. And, and look, we saw what he did against Michigan State in that exhibition. We saw what he did tonight against Wisconsin. Like. If Tennessee can score and they still have those principles of toughness, like are we just kind of sitting here ignoring the fact that this team's got a dude that's going to average like 18 or 19 points a game? If they're transfers and we just saw Connect score 20, 24 tonight, they need scoring from their freshmen and their transfers. If they do that, the depth that this team has, the toughness and the way they defend, look out. Because then they'll be able to play any style and beat anybody. They're going to be physical. They're going to defend. If they can get this consistent scoring from Connect and then, and then the freshmen, just offensively, because they it was painful watching those guys shoot last painful. year. Painful. It was painful watching them shoot last year. If they get consistent shooting, and tonight they didn't shoot it great, but if they can get some consistent shooting from different guys, just a threat, they're a tough out. They're, they're clearly, to me, they'll be the best team in the SEC. Listen, Rick Barnes finally did. I don't know if somebody wore him down or what. I mean, listen, in Texas, he had dudes who could score. Yeah. It, it wasn't like he had these teams at, at Tennessee back when he was at Texas or Providence. What he did, did is he brought in a kid in, in Dalton Connect who can score the hell score. out of it and can't really guard. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Great. But he got enough you defensive guys it. over there. You exactly. Had to, got enough guys. Got enough That's guys. what you needed. You just need it's, him to be a, a willing defender. Correct. And that's don't, don't be brutal. Yeah. Be, be average. Yeah, if you can you be him, average. You put him average. on the worst guy. You put him on the but shooter. But he's athletic. And as long like, as you come in with thing. a level of toughness and, and at least, like, try. Right. If yes. you try hard enough, you have enough, enough guys on that team yeah. that can erase If he's game. not there tonight, they lose his game on the road. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing about it is the – they were so good defensively and so bad offensively that, like, you could take a pretty big step down. They're still probably like Agreed. a top five defensive no, this team. This is in America. exactly the guy you needed—a mm -hmm. guy that could just score the hell out of it from yeah. all three levels. Way more athletic than people thought coming from Northern Colorado, right? I mean, well, beyond you just no, saw a guy named—you saw a guy named Dalton. You're like, yeah, he can't do anything. <laughs> and he comes out, he's dunking on everybody. No, he's pretty athletic. They just got so much depth too. This is a deep team. Yeah. This team is it has so much depth. They're going to be a Ziegler, tough out. Ziegler played 19 minutes tonight. He's, he's coming not back. Even back. Yeah, he's not even healthy. He's not even close to the back yet. No, no, no. They could be good because finally you've got they can they can win without having to grind out a win. Yeah, and mm -hmm. man, like it was ugly for a while. And I, I will say this just because we started talking about Wisconsin, I'm still in on this team. I'm still in on them being like on a tennis, on, on Wisconsin. I'm, I'm being like a top 25 ish, like a top seven, top eight. I don't see it yet. Uh, Not yet. I think wait, yet. wait until AJ Store doesn't play against this defense. I think that is yes, but what's him, different from them from last year? AJ Store. I think AJ Store okay. is going to have the kind of yeah. impact that Dalton Connect will. Okay. And if he doesn't, then. I'll, I'll eat crap and agree with I'll take you. the L. But I, 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 if A.J. Store is that kind of offensive weapon, you brought him in and brought everybody back. You got a dude that can go out and get you like 15 on a given night, yeah. and you brought everybody else back. I'm in on Wisconsin. Listen, it's been, it was a wild, wild night in college basketball. It felt, even though all the games were crammed yeah. into the 7 yeah. p.m. to 11 p.m. window, when we come back, I'm going to ask these guys what the most surprising result was that they saw tonight. 
College basketball season kicks off this week, and there is no better way to get prepared for the wild finishes, the bad beats, and the total unpredictability of the sport that we all love than by purchasing access to the Almanac, a project that we at the Field of 68 partnered on with Three Man Weave, Heat Check CBB, and Verbal Commits. Unlike last season, the Almanac is no longer a PDF. Rather, it is a website that features more than 1,500 words on each and every one of the 362 Division I teams in college basketball. We wrote more than 800,000 words in total. We spoke to every single Division I head coach to get a feel for the rosters, the rotation, the projected starter lineups, and what they think their team is going to look like this year. For everyone, from the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, they deserve to be covered like they matter. And over at the Almanac, that is precisely what we do. Access costs just $19.99 for the year and can be purchased at the link in the description below. And now, back to our show. Welcome back. Field of 68 After Dark Live. Durham, North Carolina, Cameron Indoor Stadium. I got Jeff Goodman. I got Randolph Childress. My name is Rob Doster. It was a wild night, guys. There was a lot of great games that uh, I kind of wish would have been spread out a little bit more when I would turn on ESPN on a Thursday night. You see, like, celebrity <laughs> cornhole going on. You see a little bit of celebrity pickleball on a Wednesday night. We could have used a little bit of uh, Yale Gonzaga on our TV sets then. Um, Memphis beat Missouri in Columbia 70-55. to We had Texas A&M going into Columbus and beating Ohio State 73-66. to We saw Maryland lose to Davidson. In the same building where Clemson uh, won on a last-second shot to beat UAB. I'm going to make the argument that the most important result that we saw tonight that did not happen in this building came in Provo, Utah, where last year's national runner-up San Diego State, ranked number 17th in the country, goes on the road to Big 12 member BYU and loses 74-65. to Goodman, tell me why I'm wrong. Um. No, I think you could be right because for the Mountain West, this was very important. That, that's where it might hurt. Now, the Mountain West has got to pick up the slack for San Diego State now. Now, they got to win some games maybe they shouldn't, right? Boise's got to obviously have a strong non-conference slate. And obviously, San Diego State's going to have other opportunities here. But this is one that you expected them to, to get because BYU – Really wasn't very good last year, and nobody expected him to be very good, good this year. Yeah, no, I didn't think anybody expected that one to, to lose that game. I know it's a road win. I, I was shocked when I saw that score. We were following the game. I thought with the guard play of San Diego State. Why well, play that game too, by the way? I don't. It's a dangerous game to play this early. Mm -hmm. It, it is, but if I have the returning players that I have coming off a national runner-up game, I think I'm prepared. And I need to challenge my team early to and, kind of get and, us over the and you want like And you it. want to know why you play that game? Like you want to know why you play that game? Yeah. Because it's good for the sport, right? No, like we just – we put these challenges out to all these other coaches. I'm going to celebrate it. Look, and yeah. I, I will also say this. That loss, when it comes to Selection Sunday, is not going to hurt San Diego State. Because at the bare minimum, that is going to be a quad two loss. Yeah. They and got more, St. Mary's coming up. They're yeah. going to need that one. More likely than not, that'll be a quad one loss. They have two non-D1s. They always play two non-D1s. Always. So it's like if they lose this St. Mary's game, let's say they lose St. Mary's. You don't have much else on the on the non-conference here, guys. You just don't. You you, you have Stanford. That's not going to get you anything. Like What you can ill afford have, to do is, is drop Gonzaga. out of top 25. Yeah, you have mm -hmm. Gonzaga, you have St. Mary's. You, you have to split those. Or else you're going to have to win the Mountain West, potentially. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you might. I, I, you got to avoid bad losses like right. this. Oh, right. I won't call it a bad loss early, but you can't have any during the year. It's just, again, it's one of those, it's a little, like you said, it, it's it's definitely surprising because I'm, I'm Dutch gonna... is so positive, too, about his team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the other part. Like, you listen to Dutch talk to us when we're out there in Vegas. And it was just like, all right, we're going to be back, man. We're, yeah, we're not yeah, missing a yeah. beat. Nothing's going to change. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to flip it on you. I'm going to say that this says more about BYU. They put five guys in double figures. No. You had Dallin Hall, who uh, a sophomore, score 18 points and have three assists. You had Jackson Robinson, who Mark Pope hyped up this offseason. He was at Arkansas. He was at another place that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But it looks like he's finally found a home where. You know, a six foot eight athletic combo forward kind of a guy can have a little bit of success. So I I think that this 
is going to end up. We're going to look up at this this result in February and say that this said more about BYU than did San Diego State. They got three guys off the bench tonight in double figures, and that that doesn't happen very often, you know. So we'll see. I you know I hadn't seen a lot of BYU. I, they got my yeah. attention now. And, and you know what else? They got my attention with, now. With what San Diego State lost, like yeah, you know what? There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. They, they will be back. Dutch yeah. has that program rolling. Yep. They are always very, very good, but I don't think any of us should be surprised that there's a little bit of a, a bump in the road there. How about um, how about Memphis going into Missouri and beating Missouri after finding out that they're not going to have DeAndre Williams available? I, I know what Missouri lost. I know that, that Kobe Brown's gone. Um, I know that uh, I think they're th- two of their – top three scores from last season but still that one is one that i'm looking at a little bit like wow i don't know where that came it's from. important it's important because look at memphis's non-conference i give penny a ton of credit because you know he's got a couple of buy games in there early jackson state alabama state next but michigan Ole miss vcu texas a&m clemson virginia vandy i mean really like this was important this was a very important game because now you got a lot of opportunities, but you don't know how you're going to be with this team. It's a it's a completely different team than what well, he had last year. You know why he had to do it? He's he they got a little bit of a Gonzaga situation going on because Houston's not in that conference anymore. Right. right. So it's basically like yeah. you got them and FAU, and that's about all you got when it comes to yep. having a chance to win. I was still surprised too because of what they lost. I mean, we're still talking about. Even, we forget about Williams supposed to be coming in and his legal battles were coming in school. Mikey you Williams. had Mikey Williams. You're supposed to have him and just yeah. – Yeah, those are two, you, two starters. Two starters, now, essentially. Again, you oh, couldn't rely on DeAndre Williams getting them. Let's face it. He's like 42 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he made it this far. In today's times, who knows? I don't put anything past anybody. But, no, I mean, I, I don't know how much he was relying on him, but I know how good this team would have been if he had him. Yeah, no doubt. It would have been a different team. I, I think – Listen, the one that shocked me, maybe as much as anything tonight, Davidson beating Maryland. Mm-hmm. That's a huge win. It's a big huge win. Huge win for a program. Listen, Bob McKillop retires. His son, Matt, takes over before last season. They, he takes over a program that obviously has a lot of tradition. And he didn't do great last year in his first year. He no. admitted it to us. He had to get this program back on track. They, they to come out and beat Maryland tonight. Huge for the league. That's that's a Maryland team that a lot of people. I like was, them. Now again, they got underrated. they got freshmen, and and uh, Kaiser didn't play a whole lot. Like he's not playing a whole lot. But uh, Willard's got some guys back. I mean Julian Reese and obviously Young. Like he's got a lot back and they added some freshmen. That's a hell of a win for Davidson. And today. and I, that's huge for the Atlantic Ten as well. Yeah, because yes. the we we talk about this all the time, right? The the non-conference, if you as a league can stack up enough wins where you have enough high numbers when it comes to these computer – enough low numbers, enough highly ranked teams in Kempom, in the net, and all of these different um, these different algorithms, that just means the rising tide lifts all ships when it comes to the actual well, conference Look at, look play, at some other right? – I'll give you another one tonight. My city, our city, lost to Duquesne tonight. Charleston. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost. They lost by 18. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some mourning going on. By the way, in, by the way Day-Day Grant, Day-Day Grant oh. did you see what he did? Yeah, he told Pat Kelsey well, to he call him. He hit a three to put him up by like 17, and he looks over at Pat <laughs> Kelsey, and they got a camera angle from directly behind him. He goes, call a timeout. <laughs> and you just see that Pat Kelsey great go, too. like his face. Yeah. Like, like, like you want to charge him. Yeah. just start to turn up in his face. No, it's a great night for – I mean, for the most part, the only, Dayton lost at Northwestern. But again, Dayton's going to go through some things now. Dayton. Again, you're without your point guard mm-hmm. uh, for the season, basically for the second straight year now. So Anthony Grant is going to have to really reconfigure this team for the second straight year. I expect Dayton to probably take some non-conference hits and maybe get it back together for for league play. Mm-hmm. Charleston's struggling right now. I mean, they lost. They lost, they lost a lot. They lost a lot. They lost, they lost a lot. Three they starters. lost a lot. They lost a lot. You know, like it's hard, man. Like, like you in that team was just something that they had something to them. They were all chipping their shoulder guys. You know, they lost two kids from West Liberty that were terrific. They lost their point guard, Ryan Larson. So, you know, it's a different team it's and different chemistry. Style. 
And chemistry made that team. Chemistry made that team. And when you take away those guys, and Dalton Bowen was a, a MF. Like, he was that guy. I don't know if you guys ever saw Like, in pregame warm-ups, he would go up and hit a player on the other team. He would literally just hit him to piss him off. Like, that was the type of dude he was. You know who else was that kind of guy? You. RC. RC hey. didn't. Hey. He didn't stoop to those hey. levels. You hey. did at Vassar. Hey. You had to play to be able to do something. <laughs> no, you just did in the warm-ups. When you oh. weren't suspended, you, and know you actually got to participate in the warm-ups. True story. You know what we used to do in warm-ups? I don't know if you guys did this. We would keep stats and would, would like run them through it the whole season. So like huh? we'd sit there when we were just shooting around and warming up and like making threes. I'd be like, I, I scored twenty two in warmups. What'd you do? <laughs> Trust me, RC like, did not have to do that. We had we RC had, did it in the actual games. Well, yeah, no, I didn't think about that no, one. That's it, new to me. It was, it was like RC would have scored hundred every game. It was, it was a running joke that we had. Like the guys doing the rebound, and would like I had seventeen assists. I had a triple double. It was, it was, it, that, yeah, we were weird. All right, so real quick, I want to talk about Texas A and M going into Ohio State and winning. Uh, Ohio State did not look great in their opener. Texas A&M is a good team. Wade yeah. Taylor did not play well, and they still got a road to Ohio State. What What do you – one, what do you make of Buzz and, and what he's got going to A&M? And two, uh, is Holtman going to get this thing going? Like, I love Holt. I want Ohio State yeah. to be good under him. I mean, the Buzz saw has got it going now. He does. <laughs> the Buzz saw. He does. Come on, man. The Buzz saw has got it going. Finally <laughs> – he, he, it took him a little while, but he's got this thing going now. And, and Can we get that on a T-shirt? Hey, hey, Jacob Bear, I need I need the buzzsaw on a T-shirt, a Texas was, And, and it really was never a doubt. The guy, the guy just figures it, it out. He figures it out. He does. He did he, it at Virginia Tech. He, he did a hell of a job. He did a I great mean, job there. You know, the, the previous guys at Virginia Tech just couldn't struggled. get it done. Struggled. And, and Buzz came in there and got and, it done. And not get it done. He had them rolling. Like, they were rolling. Yes. yes. He's got an elite guard. It starts there, right? He's got maybe as good a point guard as there is in the entire country in, in Wade Taylor. Uh, you go into Columbus, and, and again, yeah, I'm I'm concerned about Ohio State. How can you not be? They were so bad for so so long last season. Yeah. They caught fire at the end there in the Big Ten tournament, but it was almost like, uh, well, how much of this was just playing loose? You know, like it didn't matter, right? At that point, they were playing with house money. Every everybody's expecting them to get their ass kicked. They play well. And Roddy Gale's been pretty good. Uh, what do you have tonight? He didn't play well tonight. He didn't play well tonight. He had nine points. He didn't shoot it well. I, I don't know. I, I just this this Ohio State team could be up and down this year, and uh, Chris Holtman can can ill afford uh, to be up and down this year. He, he's got to get in the tournament. All right, we got about ninety seconds here left before we sign off for the night. Goodman, I'm going to you first. It's time for your toast of the night. I know you. Do you have something prepared? Are you ready? Are you ready for toast of the night? Can you no. give us one? No, I'm not, but I can I can give you, you one. Are you ready for toast of the night? Do you need me to go first? Because I'm ready to go. Yeah, go. I'm go. ready to go. My toast of the night is going out to the son of a coach who had a brutal season last season. The coach had a brutal season. So he brings his son in, a grad transfer. He had 30 points tonight. He had six assists tonight. He had four rebounds tonight. Xander Rice on the road for Monmouth. They go into Morgantown. That's a good one. And they beat I like that. West Virginia. It's a very good one. Got to feel happy for Xander. You got to feel happy for King Rice. You got to feel happy for Mama. You know what that is right there? That's more uh, Jerseyman majors taking them down. One. So baby. you're going to celebrate a Carolina guy as we're doing the show in Cameron. Isn't of course that so? Is. Like, of course he is. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, you know what? I'm going to steal Jeff's because I know his alma mater. This was a hell of a win tonight. This was a hell of a win, and watch these guys live and see their physicality and how they won tonight. Uh, I, I came away more impressed with Arizona than I am concerned with Duke. And my, my only concern with Duke is, is rebounding. I think that'll be an issue, something they got to be cognizant of all year. But this Arizona team came in here with some toughness and, and took it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with the youngest head coach in the country, and that's uh, Tevin Sadler at Nichols State. And uh, he got his first wow. career win, and he did it against LSU in a bye game. Yeah. Pretty good, right? He got hired late yeah. at Nichols State when Austin Klontz left to be an assistant coach at Alabama. They hired this young kid who feels like he just finished playing. Is he yeah, wasn't he at Delaware like a few years ago? Like three yes. years ago? Yes. What, is he Is he 21 Amazing. years old? He's younger than DeAndre Williams, and he's a head coach. He probably that. is. That's probably, <laughs> a lot of people are. Lying. A lot of people are. <laughs> you know who isn't? Oh, I know Jeff, what, none, of, none of us Jeff are just taking Jeff Cooney is certainly not like, younger than him. Listen, <laughs> this has been 
the field of 68 after dark a friday night episode it's hey, fun Rob, it's fun cookie. having a yeah, good another cookie yeah, yeah, fat yeah, ass. Yeah, it's fun having it's fun having a good friday night episode what is going on over here? your gullet needs it can you stop saying gullet like gullet is not your belly this is gullet no your gullet this is your this is a gullet isn't your gullet your belly? No. 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 You keep saying really? that. You keep saying that. That's it's not a gullet. gullet. I now have our producers in here yelling at us because we've gone over the show because you started throwing oh, cookies at me. Listen, <laughs> this has been the field of 68. Yeah, we'll we'll Live from Cameron today. Indoor Stadium. Got to give credit to Duke. Got to give credit to Arizona. I love when they make us come to games because there are great games on campus at the start of the season. This has been a blast yeah. for Jeff Goodman for Randolph Childress, for Dagan Hughes, for Trevor Release, and for the Bear. Shout out the Bear, Bear. our new producer. Shout out Jalen Wiley, our new producer. Uh, this has been the Field of 68 After Dark. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.